Hello and welcome to this first episode of The Wine World. This podcast will be one where we interview people we find interesting in the wine trade of the world. We are based in Norway where the wine production is minuscule, so we are dependent on winemakers traveling to see us. We are planning to host this podcast in seasons on a weekly basis. In this first interview you'll get to know Moritz Heidler. Moritz is the winemaker for Weingut Karl Heidler in Württemberg in Germany. Enjoy! Welcome very much to Moritz Heidler from Württemberg and uh, wine producer Karl Heidler. How is it to be uh, a fairly young winemaker uh, making wine in a small place in uh, Württemberg in Germany? Uh, it's uh, I would say it's a lot of fun. I mean, sometimes it can be hard too, but I guess that's normal with every job. But um, so far, it's a lot of fun. I get to know a lot of people and uh, I get to see places that I've never been before. Yeah, it's cool. My wine, uh, I would say the place where, where it is growing is special because we're actually uh, in, a, in a more red wine dominated area. Uh, Württemberg is um, more known for its red wine, I would say. But uh, then again, the Rams Valley has a bit more white because it's a bit colder region. And especially Stetten, the village where I'm from, um, has uh, quite a cold climate because we are in a side valley of the Rams Valley, which is um, facing north to south. So we have mainly eastern and western facing slopes and um, some some poor soils and some rich soils. And I guess the mix of that makes uh, the wines quite interesting. When I took over the winery, we had like almost, well, let's say we were um, almost 50% um, red wine. So we did a half and half. But since I took over, I'm focusing on Riesling. And then um, the second important um, variety would be uh, Lamberger or Blaufränkisch. And um, so I'm, I'm forcing towards Riesling a bit more. So now we have um, 50% of Riesling. Um, so red wine is getting a bit smaller but i would say the average winery in the rams valley is half red and half white what do you think about the market i, I think in norway now we're seeing a, a surge we're, we're seeing more and more spätburgunder especially in the norwegian market and also a bigger market for german red wines some colleagues uh, in germany told me the same thing um, some colleagues from the Pfalz. but um, i would say or my feeling is that at the moment um, white wine is getting more and more popular and red wine seems to be really hard to sell and that's what a lot of colleagues um, keep telling me in Württemberg so actually I don't know but I think maybe because of the climate change and um, we have uh, we don't really have hard tough winters anymore so you don't sit in front of an open fire and uh, drink red wine that much anymore we had a, a wine festival uh, in January and we were selling three times more white wine than red wine and that was in January so I'm not sure if this is the reason or maybe it's just a trend at the moment and um, it will change. Um, but in Württemberg or at home, I feel like we are selling more white at the moment. What do you think about uh, off-dry styles? Uh, yeah, but I think that is um, the style that is always changing. I mean, the style that is modern is always changing every... We have, well, we have a saying um, in Germany or... Um, at least in my region, we have a saying that uh, winemaking gets uh, new invented every 10 years. So every 10 years, there is a new style that is coming up, um, but that has already been there 10 years before or 20 years before. And I remember um, when I took over the winery or just before I took over the winery, when I was still um, doing my apprenticeship, um, that it was really trendy to have heavy red wines with a lot of oak and a lot of alcohol. And now it's the opposite. And I'm sure that maybe in 10 years it will change again. And because um, after a while, drinking the same style 
you want to maybe change. And I guess at the moment, people want less alcohol. And um, that's why maybe the semi-dry wines are getting more popular. I don't know. Maybe this is part of the reason. But uh, I just can say that I love Riesling Cabinet as well. And I really enjoy drinking it. I mean, um, the Cabinet style, we don't have a Cabinet style in Württemberg. Like uh, at the Mosul, um, in our region, Cabinet was mainly dry, I would say. And the sweet Cabinet style, like at the Mosul, um, is just a few wineries starting doing that at the moment. So we don't have a lot, a long um, tradition for that. But so I cannot really talk about it because I don't have enough um, experience with this style of wine. But um, I started doing it myself as well um, a couple of years ago. And I have the feeling too, because it's it's so hot. Uh, we have so, such hot summers and um, not a lot of rain. And um, it's getting complicated to keep the alcohol level um, low. I would say in general, the time for picking the the window um, when the right time for picking is um, is getting more complicated also with pinot or all kind of varieties and all kind of styles of wines because the weather has changed uh, so dramatically when you're not uh, making wine I'd, i've heard that you are a bit of graffiti and uh, <laughs> you know uh, listen to a lot of hip-hop my friends and um, the the people i grew up with they were all re really into hip-hop so um It didn't make a big difference um, if we were living on the countryside or in the city. And also I have to say that um, Stetten is by car. It's just 15 minutes to get to the center of Stuttgart. So we were really close to, to the city. And Stuttgart um, is also really big in hip-hop. One of the first really famous rap crews in Germany um, was coming from Stuttgart. And I guess that has infected the city um, still until today. And yeah. If if you were to uh, give us any tips on uh, German rap groups or German rap groups or rappers, uh, first of all, I have to say um, Dexter. He is um, probably the most famous um, at the moment, the most famous hip hop producer in Germany. He's living in Stuttgart, and he also he was starting as a producer. He he also was rapping in the beginning, but he became famous as a producer first. But now also released a lot of um, albums where he's rapping himself as well. And uh, he's a good friend of mine and also rapping about wine. So I have to name him first. Um, you should check out uh, Dexter and also um, check out his group, um, the Betty Ford Boys. It's a group of um, producers and um, really good sound. And then um, considering hip hop in Stuttgart, I would say Marts and Cyclists, you should definitely check out as well. And yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in, in Germany going on right now. When you do graffiti, it's, it's mostly uh, illegal, I would think, in, in uh, Germany as well. How do you feel about being a criminal? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a criminal, um, not anymore, because I don't, I don't have a lot of time to do graffiti anymore. And so when I do it, it's more like a get-together with my friends and like a barbecue thing. Because there are some legal spots, like uh, under bridges, where the city... Um, has opened the wall so everybody could um, spray paint it. And then we meet there and sometimes someone is bringing a barbecue and um, we just get drunk and uh, have fun together and do some paintings. It's not only illegal, you can also do it on legal spots. <laughs> I was talking to Alexander Fluga in uh, Bad Dürkheim, uh, last summer and he said that somebody had tagged down his 2,000-year-old Roman wall in his vineyard. Uh, was that you? Uh, yes, that was me. <laughs> No, but the, we have some rules uh, in the graffiti scene and usually you never spray spray paint old houses or personal belongings. That should be the rule, but you know, there are always some idiots out there. Uh, Karl Heidler is uh, part of the VDP. 
Do you think that the VDP laws and the German wine laws will come closer? Yeah, I think um, I think that is already on the way. I mean, the VDP made their own rules or the, their own VDP law to make things a bit easier. But then we have the problem that we uh, still have to you know, we still rely to the actual wine law. So that's a bit compli complicated and a bit confusing. But the, I think the aim is um, to make things easier in the future. It will take some time, but um, I think we're on a good way. The wine law needs to be overdone. They are um, already planning on a new uh, wine law for Germany. But the problem is that big cooperatives and the small wineries um, sometimes don't really want the same things, which is uh, absolutely normal, I would say. It's a bit complicated to find a compromise uh, that everybody is happy with and still that is easy for the consumer. So there is a long discussion um, already going on and I bet it will take a lot of more time to find a good solution for everybody. When I took over the winery in 2014, that was just little time after the the new classification system of the VDP got started. And um, in Württemberg, we, we were a bit slower because we have so many different varieties and um, different circumstances, which makes it really hard for us to work with classification of the VDP. And so when I took over the winery, I actually hated the VDP um, for this classification. And I thought it's, it's totally stupid and doesn't make any sense to do that in Württemberg. But then um, little by little, I, I started to accept it, um, try instead of fighting against it i tried to overdo my winery um to to make it more easy to follow the rules of the vdp once i started doing that and once i started to practice the the new classification i realized um, that in the beginning it was a bit complicated to explain but once um, the portfolio got smaller and there was less confusion in in general i realized that the new system actually works quite well. And I mean, um, other countries um, such as France or Italy working with that for such a long time now and they are doing really well with that. So I realized um, after four years already that it's actually working quite well. I would say we are even more successful, especially um, in the export where people don't speak German. Uh, I think it's more easy for them to understand what uh, quality level the wines are. I think I've read somewhere that most of the production in Württemberg is consumed within Germany. Yeah, within uh, Württemberg. And, and People it, drink a lot in Württemberg. And, and it's quite cooperative-heavy uh, as well. There's a lot of cooperatives, right? Or, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, how do you think that your wines are being greeted in other international markets like Norway? Well, that was coming together with... Um with my idea of um, making the portfolio a bit smaller and focusing on Riesling on Lamburger. And um, once I started doing that, I decided um, for new customers to only show those two varieties because it doesn't make sense to show them a Chardonnay if I won't produce it anymore in five years, maybe. So if someone was asking for Pinot or Chardonnay, I said, okay, you can you can try it, you can also buy it. But I'm just, I have to warn you that I'm not sure if I still will produce this wine in, let's say, 10 or 20 years. I mean, I'm sure I will still produce this in five years uh, because I, you can only do that little by little. But um, I think that makes it easier also for the international market. If you have a, a smaller program, a smaller portfolio, it's easier to understand um, what it's about. Probably that's why it's pretty successful at the moment. But uh, Württemberg has the problem. It used to be a luxury problem that um, we were selling all the wine in the region because um, the Swabian people... The people from Württemberg are really loyal and they um, try to be 
local, act local and buy local. Um, we never had to do any export. So every winery was focusing on the market at home and on the end consumer and not really on, on resellers or export. And so the portfolio was really big because you want to make all your customers happy. If your friend from the neighborhood is coming and who wants to drink Riesling, you need to have a Riesling for him. But uh, if there is, a, let's say, a young woman coming, she wants a Merlot, so you need to have Merlot as well. And, uh, you know, the next neighbor wants some Pinot Blanc, so you need to have Pinot Blanc. So Württemberg um, has a big portfolio of different varieties to make everybody happy. But also we don't have a, um, a profile anymore. And I think this is our biggest problem, that we don't have a profile in Württemberg. We probably lost that because of focusing on the end consumer to make everybody happy. And now there are some wineries um, that are very successful in export and um, they are using a smaller profile to, to get known. It's complicated and I cannot even tell to what profile we should work towards. Because yeah. nobody agrees on that. Not even my best friends in the wine industry. We, we can still not uh, say, okay, we only will do those two varieties. Because I say it's Riesling and Lemberger. But then my best friend um, would say, oh no, it needs to be Sauvignon Blanc. And it's complicated. <laughs> you have this uh, great interest for uh, Lemberger or Blaufränkisch. I think that as a general point in Germany, Blaufränkisch or Lemberger is, is moving a, a, away in the focus. Why do you like Lemberger so much? Lemberger is the USP of Württemberg probably because um, we are the region that has the most Lemberger um, for a long time. I mean, now, um, little by little, there are some producers in Baden, Pfalz and Rheinhessen that are also planting uh, Blaufränkisch. Um, but we, in Württemberg, we have the longer tradition for sure. And there is a lot of Lemberger um, in, in Württemberg. And that's maybe what, what could make the region special or that could be our profile to focus on Lemberger. But then traditionally in the Rems Valley, um, my father was one of the first who actually planted Lemberger. So the Lemberger tradition for the Rems Valley is only 40 years old. So it's not such a big tradition and we cannot really talk about hundreds of years of, of Lemberger profile in the Rems Valley. But still in Württemberg, so uh, around the Heilbronn area, Lemberger is growing there for a longer time, like I think 70 years or something like that. Producers like Graf Neiberg are really famous for a long experience with, with Lemberger. So this could be our chance um, in Germany need to to get to be more accepted on the market for for one variety it could also be riesling but um, in most parts of of Württemberg it's probably too warm to make really mineral or elegant riesling and i guess some regions like the rheingau or mosel or pfalz maybe are better in in that and we just our riesling is a bit more fruity and maybe a bit more full-bodied and not as light as as from the rheingau and so maybe it makes more sense to to focus on on Lemberger. How do you feel about there is a, a strong both organic and biodynamic trend, natural wine trends? When I took over, we started to work organic, certified organic. Little by little, we are um, getting more towards um, biodynamics as well. Not certified yet, and I'm not telling that I'm working uh, biodynamic, but we try to work a lot with the moon and the moon calendar. We just try to make our experience because um, working organic doesn't mean that everything is okay. You still have some problems and you're still not, um, you know, you're still um, harming uh, the environment a little bit and the nature. And um, we try to do that um, as little as possible. And that's why we are trying all sorts of stuff like experimenting with EM, just uh, effective microorganisms to reduce copper and sulfur in the vineyard. We are just experimenting with it um, to 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 try to do our best for the environment. And I think um, every producer is doing that, even the conservative producers are concerned about environment i mean most of them are 
probably not everybody, but in general, I think winemakers in general are more concerned about nature now than it used to be 30 years ago. There is a, a strong natural wine trend. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I also did some experiments with that. I don't want to focus on it. I don't want to be the main natural winemaker of Germany. That's not my focus. But I'm um, too little here to. <laughs> But it makes it's it's fun, you know. Um, I I I always had the idea of time traveling mm. and then wake up in the middle age, maybe with the technical um, opportunities that um, people used to have during that time. And I mean, they they used to drink wine at that time already. So with the technical possibilities and the knowledge of today, I wonder if it would be um, easier or maybe um, produce better wine than there used to exist back in time. So I'm always dreaming of time traveling and then became becoming a, a famous star for making really good wines because I have the knowledge of today. And I, I bet that those wines used to be natural wines. Yes. Also, I like to um, watch uh, Walking Dead um, on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> What would you do if there was wouldn't be any more um, electricity? And I was just thinking of uh, of a uh, zombie apocalypse. Fuck, what's the word? Apocalypse. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and then you try to do your job again and make wine, but you don't have the, the possibilities anymore. So you, you need to try to make good wine um, on less technology. Do you make any sparkling wines? A little bit. But as I told you before, we do that um, for our local customers uh, to make everybody happy. <laughs> yeah, good. It's good to make everybody happy. Yeah, thank you very much for talking with us today. And You are very um, welcome. Uh, thank you. I hope you're having a nice time still in, in uh, Bergen and, uh, and that it's not too much rain. <laughs> thank you very much. My levels today, um, I don't know. And, and your liver? Do you feel your liver as well? My liver is... Um, a bit tired today she, uh, <laughs> she used to work lived. a lot uh, last night what's the name of your liver <laughs> <laughs> we haven't met um, yet no no she but, just keeps uh, complaining but you, that's why i think yeah. she's a woman <laughs> <laughs> close relationship there <laughs>